0: You see, if there's one thing they need to know about us is we don't need a lot. We just need a little bit. Yeah. You see, with all these problems in the world, I feel like we can solve them all with just a little bit. Fellas, I'm going to need your help on this one. You with me? Yeah. 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 Solamente necesito un poquito. Yeah. come on. Solamente necesito un poquito. Yeah, bellies. Solamente necesito un poquito. That's all I need. Poquito poquito. That's all I need. Poquito poquito. That's all I need. Poquito poquito. That's all I need. Yeah. You see, they try to distract us with all these fancy accommodations. What We don't need this big old house. <laughs> We don't need this luxury car just to get us around. Fellas, let's tell them what we about. Salud! Dinero amor. Hey, salud!
1: Welcome to another episode of Songfest. My name is Richard Villegas, and I am still up here in Seattle, Washington. The Freakout Fest is over, but I'm still here, <laughs> uh, and still with fabulous guests. So right now we're listening to a song by Reposado. It's called Poquito. Uh, so we're gonna play that out, and we'll be right back with a very special guest.
0: se muevan para ustedes to <condido> se muevan para ustedes se muevan esto se lo hicimos para ustedes se muevan para ustedes se muevan para ustedes se muevan esto se lo hicimos para ustedes se muevan para ustedes se muevan para ustedes se muevan esto se lo hicimos para ustedes se muevan para ustedes se muevan para ustedes se muevan solo quiero un poquito
1: All right, and we're back uh, and sitting here uh, somewhere in Seattle, uh, not no longer sleepless because of this fucking, uh, well, actually sleepless now because of this coffee that I just had. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm joined by JP from Reposado, uh, one of Seattle's most notable, you know, photographer, musician, combo artists. What's going on? How you doing?
2: I'm chilling. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing good, blessed, and, uh, and highly fit. Yeah. It was a it was a long weekend, man. It was we we got into a lot this weekend.
1: I got new kneecaps coming in from Amazon. Uh they're great. New kneecaps. <laughs> Next day delivery. Fully I am cooked. Uh and yes, I I mean I leave back for I go back to Mexico City tomorrow, but I still I you know, I was I I, I had, like, my list of, like, bands to check out, and um, I noticed you on the lineup. I was like, oh, cool. I should should pop in to see Reposado and see what's up. And uh, it actually was one of my favorite, not necessarily discoveries, because I knew who Reposado were before coming here, but, like... Um, One of my favorite sort of like highlights One of my unexpected moments Because again I'd heard the record And I was like "All right, this is cool But then live it was like whoa And I was with a bunch of like Mexican I was with uh, the boys from Carry On Kids uh, Who were like For the listeners at home This crazy punk band And they were like yo who the fuck are these guys This is fucking sick Uh Um, So for the listeners at home that may not know you or Reposado Who are you and what is it that you do So
2: Reposado, well what you heard, that record that you got introduced with us by is actually me and Joel Rosa uh, and of course Torrin Frost on the mic, for hitting the freestyle. He's actually going off to the top of the dome in that record. Oh,
1: okay, wow. yeah,
2: He's a, he's one of the best freestyles, that I, uh, freestyle artists that I know. So we used to just travel around us three, me on guitar. And vocals and Joel holding it down on the drums, and Torrin would just improvise and like reach out to the crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but what you saw at Freak Out is now version maybe like 3.0 <laughs> of Reposado, and now it's like I don't even touch the guitar. Right. I just MC and reach out to the crowd myself, and uh, the guys give me that freedom. On the drums, we have Raul. Uh, on the congas we have Danny Mendoza. Uh, we also had Joey that night. He uh he was kind of doing the auxiliary, you know, like like uh clave and shaker and you know things like that. And then uh we have Graham, Rob, Jeff, Gabe on the horns. Uh, and we have. The D Train, you know, the D Train is on the bass. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, without him, we wouldn't have this big band that uh, that we have now. It, It was like he's he being our paths aligned on some mystical. He, you know, somebody was like, "Yo, you should hit him up to come through to your jam." So I hit him up to like have him up on a song or two. And I was just like, "Yo, you, you down to chill the rest of the night?" Like, mm-hmm. you down. He's like, he doesn't speak much. He's just like, "Yeah," <laughs> so like you know. <laughs> yeah. Alive, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. You know. He's like, "Yeah," and then he stuck around, and we played that show, and it was magical. And then he started coming around to like get these songs, you know, together, and then and it just kind of built. Like he he's the rock of the crew, so like he knows how to get it together and mm. solid. And then I am the water that flows and moves, sure. moves it. You know,
1: <clears throat> it felt very so. Like I, I was talking to AJ David. I was like, "Oh, this band was really great." And he was like, "Well, who are they? What do they do?" And I was like, "Is it Bugaloo, Maybe?" I was like, "Yeah," because it, it's yeah. very like James Brown meets uh, Hector Lavoe. Yeah. You know, it's a little like, <laughs> like it's no. kind of like a like a middle point of big, those two big influences
2: of mine. Yeah. Huge. So like um. Yeah, James Brown definitely a big role model for the structure, except we don't. I, I'm the captain, but I ain't trying to do the James Brown. Sure. Like, I respect all the artists and musicians that, that play with, you know, we're a team. It's not like it's my show yeah. and do what I tell you. No, it's like you, you know beforehand what we are here to do you know what i mean and it is my job to 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 lead it but not in the James Brown way he that right. motherfucker was lonely
1: yeah well i mean, he, i mean he was pretty open about being a tyrant in his band yes yeah. yes
2: and and you know what and bless him for stretching it to those extremes Short and perfect. doing that for everyone you know cuz he influenced everyone you know more or less and at least in western music so Big ups to James Brown, but so we take that and then Hector. I mean, La Voz. Come on, you like, yes, this guy, kill man. I have one of his one of his records here with uh Willie Colon and. I bet. Yeah, man, those guys. They really set such a piece in time, like and especially from New York and like, I grew up there. My dad bought me my first salsa record, and it was them in yankee stadium sure you know el raton is the one that and that's not uh lavo but el raton was his like first salsa song you know growing up and he's a big dancer so
1: yeah i mean i could like again this this whole band again it's just the energy obviously it's it is a big band format i mean the the horns the congas the timbales Mm -hmm. um you know, again, it, it it was very Fania All-Stars. And so. um, I thought it was really cool. I was talking about this, I think, I forget who I was talking about it with but at the festival, but it was really cool because like you could, any rando might say, oh, Reposado is kind of in the same realm as like Los Spliffs you know who are doing cumbia uh, in the same realm as Terra Cactus who is also doing cumbia but it's more like electronic and it's just like just because like there's some congas you know but it's such different that's the untrained of course and it, there's such different perspectives and also it was really smart i think well you mentioned it was like really cool that he brought in uh, or the festival brought in a lot of these very uh, sounds that aren't the usual sort of like mm-hmm. grungy bands that mm-hmm. you know it's Seattle, and nice. that freakout is known for it. And So it 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 gave perspective, it gave depth to the to the festival. Yeah. So uh, again, it was really fab uh, seeing you all just kill it at twice. Um, and again, just watching the crowd really eat it up. Was it was cool.
2: interesting.
1: I, I I enjoyed the bill
2: at the Tractor uh, because it wasn't so much that heavy rock. Based, even though it was rock, but like mm-hmm. I felt like the bill really complemented each other. Totally. All, all of them like lined up. Uh, not saying that the Connor Burns ones didn't. It just I, that space was just too small, man. That shit yeah. was crazy. But and you guys are massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so being a big band, like a part of our like we're finding our ritual because we're fairly new. Like this has been. A fast blossoming of like it's almost like a gravitational pull of energy, uh, where the right people are just shoop, they just come in. Mm. It's almost like okay, a lot of people want to play with us because we have a big band and we're constantly needing people. True. But like it just seems like the right people with the right mindset come into our lives. The right the the ones that stick. They like needed it, you know it's like we're very much so basically, the core of the group, the beat, the heartbeat, the rhythm of it is intention. And that and, and present, being present sure. is like one of my favorite things. To, like I say that all the time. If before the show, we we huddle and we gather together and breathe and and try to breathe together. And then we harmonize. Uh, it might be me, it might be whoever, they True. they just hit a note and then we all hit that note or harmony or some kind of gathering and then release that. Everyone chimes in like a statement, a word or something. And then we put our hands in and intention on three. Yeah. You
1: know? Amazing. Yeah. And, so. and yeah, I mean, that definitely came through. And, and really, uh, listeners, uh, this is what we're here to talk about today with, with JP. And um, we have a whole lot of playlists to get through and, and to get to know this band and, and uh, obviously the artist that I have sitting before me. Um, before we continue, I'd like to ask you a little bit about Poquito, which is the song that we opened up the show with. What can you tell us about this track?
2: Oh, man. So that is a, a, a photo in time of when we toured in Puerto Rico okay a little backstory uh we got there and we had a show that evening uh shout out to bralio rios he he uh he was playing with us and he kind of facilitated where we were going to play sure. and hooked mm-hmm. it up um <clears throat> anyway uh we played a show at club 77
1: oh yeah great. yeah 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 amazing
2: and uh you know it was uh it was so much fun. We we opened up. I mean, uh, who who, los um, los uh, los bon bonos los no. Damn, I forgot the name of the band that that oh. opened up for us. But they were so dope, and it was like a psychedelic band, and they're killing it right now actually. But I anyway,
1: man, I wish I I pr- probably heard. interview them. I'm like running boneros
2: the- boneros bo bo bono. Bolon.
1: Ah, I I we'll run through the rolodex when we take a musical break in a few. Right, right, right. All right, so they <laughs> opened
2: up for us and it was just, you know, nobody knows who we are, so like sure. nobody's there and there people stuck around to check us out and and they we had a grand old time and and coincidentally one of the drummers, one of my favorite drummers who plays with who used to play with the Delvon Morgan Trio, he plays with the True Loves, uh he was there and and we he, I was like come through to the show and he came and he jammed with us cool so i sang really loud and with passion and let it all hang out the next day we had recording in the morning and it was our first night so we drank we had a lot of fun was and your voice st- i could not talk <laughs> i couldn't talk i was like I fellas i was like fellas just record the music and i'll record the rest in seattle and like That was the plan. But then, like, I had a T. And they were like, just do a scratch vocal. And, like, I did it a few times. And it was starting to come out. And what you hear is what we did. You're
1: powering through.
2: Yep. Just, it worked out. And the whole tour, I had no voice. But somehow... I was able to perform every night, like after three Ts or some shit, like
1: it was, it was wild. Dope, 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 dope. And uh, again, dear listeners, we have a whole lot of playlists to get through, so let's, let's carry on. Let's, um, let's listen to some musica. Uh, up next, we're going to listen to a song by Fela Kuti. It's called Opposite People. You were like, Fela is it. He's my favorite. He's the fave. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, Fela and about uh, this particular song.
2: So, I mean, the melodies, the horn lines, the, the message, Fela's the man he he knows how to say what he wants to say clearly artfully craftfully with swag and with pure intention and like really knew how to how to move people more than just rhythmically like just make people aware make people put put shit in their face and that's why he's my favorite and This is one of my favorite songs.
1: Amazing. So let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Felakuti. The song is Opposite People. And we'll be right back with more Reposado. 預備 And we're back. And then the second song uh, that we just heard is by Charles Wright. It's called Express Yourself. Um, You asked me if I knew the song and I said no, but I'm a big fan of Madonna's Express Yourself. Um, But please uh, tell us about Charles Wright. So Charles
2: Wright, I did not know who sang the song you just heard, but I've been hearing it my whole life. And when I was breaking down what songs deeply touched me and would be on the soundtrack to my life,
3: mm.
2: right? I, cu- I couldn't help but just, this is, that was the song. That was yeah. one of them, you know? And uh, so when I went through his archive, I realized, holy shit, man. This guy's coming from a similar place than, that, that I am. Like mm. James Brown, I definitely have an understanding and, and, a, and a fire like, like James. But Charles, is less fire, and and more like he he has a love that that you can hear in his voice and his It's like he's smiling when he's singing, while James Brown is like more like I'ma fuck this up. Like, <laughs> yes, you he know is. I'ma <laughs> I'm fuck this up, and then and then Charles is kind of like a little more laid back, but still giving it really like doing it and and he founded that band too which that band oh my god is so tasteful and amazing and um but uh the more i went down his his archive it was like man i i feel so connected to where this guy is coming from mm. where he sings and how he does it it's like i i'm glad that i found it before i heard him cuz then i probably would have been trying to imitate that really closely cuz it's very much related it's so closely related that when I play it at my job, people are like, "Oh, is that you?" And I'm like, "Oh man, that's a huge compliment." But no, yeah, whoa, no, no, that, that's not me. That's not me. But but yeah. So that's whoa. that's Charles Wright.
1: Well, let well well let's go into a little bit more about you though. Okay, so I, I know basic data of like you're from New York, and yeah. uh, I know that your background is Colombian. Tell us about about again the, these sort of like your your origins. These like your uh, well, again, this general background of like growing up in New York, being Colombiano um, and how that leads into art. Oh, man.
2: Growing up, being in ESL and being the what, quote unquote, the minority. But I feel like in New York. Oh, I hate that word. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that word. yeah. Right. Like, but so. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really jive too much with the Hispanics. Not that I didn't jive with them, but like that was not my crew. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got along with everybody. I had at least three friends in every group that was telling me when the party is or whatever. You know, hey. I was kind of like that guy who can bounce around. A butterfly. Yeah, I can I can go and hang out in the hood, but I can also go to the preppy parties uh-huh. and like oh <laughs> you know, like that was that was just kind of I got along with everybody and I didn't cause no problems. But uh what really the Jamaicans really took me in like most of my friends were Jamaican i met them playing soccer and then once we we got in high school like the my the the expression started coming out like my swag got my swag started developing into like some crazy shit like mm. i was wearing ninja belts
1: come through like <laughs> like the different
2: color ninja belts with I- the matching like Pumps, yeah, Yeah. the Reebok pumps. Like, I was a dancer, so I was expressing myself a lot. Like, like I was in a crew. Well, I might steal that idea. That's a really good one. It it, it can, it yo, it was a hit. I mean, I look back at those and I'm like, wow, that's great. Like, everything was like on some matching, like crazy, (laughs) you know. So, but, but uh. Yeah, I was dancing and I I was really into the dance world. Like it was called getting light in New York. Okay. We used to get light, and like, it was a beautiful time in New York because, like for example, in the hallway, somebody would just do the clap. Like no, you know the, uh, get it, get it, get it. You know like, and people, and then and somebody out of in. nowhere, somebody jumps in, hey. and then you know, and then they like doing, they're repping, like they're doing their thing, and then and then like you could hear that in the hallways you could hear that at the train station Uh and random people now are dancing together and like it can be very egotistical but it could also be very like encouraging and inviting and like it was a beautiful time in in new york culture and uh this is roughly what years probably like the peak of it was 2007
1: okay okay Uh uh-huh the
2: peak And then it slowly started becoming less dancey, less dancey, less dancey. You can still Mm -hmm. find dancing in New York, but it's not like... It's not... I don't see it like I I did. Yeah. Like where a clap would start randomly and you just show up and do it. And yeah, yeah, now everything has kind of molded into like lounges and...
1: Hookah. Yeah, Yeah, talk
2: and like sit down and you can go to your clubs, but they're not... They're like clubs. Like I used to like going to dance either at house parties or like bars. That yeah. That you know, it's not a club. Like yeah. kind of got. It's a separation.
1: It is really interesting that you say that. I mean, because like I was in nightlife for a few years also in New York, and and you're right. Like dance culture has kind of like shifted. It's not really a thing anymore. Like mm. dance clubs. Uh, and it, it it's kind of gone out of style. And I think they're actually starting to come back because of that. So. There's, like, a whole, like, I mean, a lot of the, like, there's, you know, like, if you think about, like, New York City nightlife, like, in the 90s, like, with the whole club kids, like, these big, booming dance clubs, like, everybody would come and, like, these raves and whatever, and, like, that kind of fell into disuse, and I know a lot of clubs are starting to open up now, just, like, so that you can come dance, like, um, uh, that's so interesting, and 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 uh, what you said about like again, like the just the clap can, can start a dance moment. Like, like I, I living in Latin America, like you know, there's a lot of break dancing, and people always try to talk to me about break dancing. And I'm like, it's fine, but I'm from New York. <laughs> it's just, it just, it just, it's just not it. ever like it's yeah. just you until you've heard it's Showtime. You don't <laughs> know about break dancing, no, you know. Real. These guys are flying
2: <laughs> out there, man. They're they're yo. I I ain't going to lie. When I lived in New York, I was like over that. Sure. I'm, yeah, yeah, so yeah. But now you miss it. it. <laughs> and the, Now I miss it. Now I miss it. I actually yeah. want to bring it to the, 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 the light rail out here. Oh, Because yeah. it's so dead down there. I mean, it's brand new and shit. And like, I'm pretty sure Seattle will find a way to complain about it.
1: I'm like, do you think these white folk can take it? I don't know. But,
2: <laughs> but like, we, and I, what I mean by we is like, you know, the, the the people of color, they start... Like, Seattle's starting to become a New York. Sure. It's going to mm-hmm. take a while. Sure. It's going to take a while. And But, like, you know, people need cities, yeah. you know, for whatever they do. And Seattle is... Promi- it's like, you, you're going to make good money,
1: you know? You know, you're going to pay
2: a lot for rent or whatever. Sure. But, but yeah, it's becoming a New York, in my Seattle's opinion. Seattle's
1: very diverse. I, I really, really like that. I think... Um, the, one of the first things that I noticed when I got to the city is like, cause I'm used, I mean, I live in Latin America, you know, lived in New York, I go to LA. Like I'm used to like, whenever I even travel in the U S I'm like, all right. Latinos kind of like dominate out here and here I feel like it's like Asian there's a lot of like a huge Asian community which I think is so cool I'm like this is like the first time that I've had like kind of like a very different dynamic uh like a social dynamic in the U.S. uh and I mean I I can't say that I've noticed necessarily a, a particular difference but it has been really like kind of like lovely just seeing like a different sort of spectrum of faces on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, uh, I, I really am digging Seattle. And I love, uh, again, the, the, di- the, the, the diversity out here is really cool. And, but I want to know about your uh, transition from the East Coast to the West Coast. What brought you out here? Oof.
2: Um, it was definitely a journey. Uh, I was as telling you earlier, I had a breakup. I was working... In the meatpacking, you know that that fast lane, make money and make your connections and like a lot of famous people and like you know that 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 Give that money. hustle, that hustle. But yeah. like I was, I wasn't really tapping in with my art and it it was slowly chipping away at me till I said fuck it, had the breakup, got rid of the job, sure. and I just bought a one way ticket to San Diego, and then it just life kind of was uh it was showing uh i would say the cosmos were showing me that if you trust your heart mm. and your in your gut intuition that you will be okay because everything lined itself up i mean i i bought a ticket with no plan not knowing a soul in sure. san diego and it kind of worked itself out like unbelievably like at that time now I know that that's just how it is but but then at the same time I followed that journey I was now on this flow this awakening of following my intuition and I ended up going around the country until I ended up and and I went to like national parks and saw the country like I went from all the way down in Big Ben in Texas to like Yosemite, uh, not Yosemite, uh, Yellowstone and you know uh, Zion and all, all of them, like mm. a lot of them. And then ended up in Seattle because I was like, man, I've been in the sticks, I've been in the canyons. I need people. Sure. So like, <laughs>
1: no, that's right, you know,
2: yeah. I needed like some kind of like movement and like, okay. So Seattle, it was summertime was coming and it's 2015 now mm. and uh, summertime was coming. So I, I'm like, I'm going north. I'm going up north. I'm going to do summers in the north because Arizona and Utah was crazy hot. And boom, end up here. And I'm like, yo, I kind of, I'm digging this. Like, people are dressing all weird and mm-hmm. like, and like, there's like a, a, like a flavor here. Like, and I was like in the Capitol Hill area. And then a friend of mine was like, you can stay here rent free. Get your feet, get your shit together. Oh, you know, yeah. Okay. And I was like, well, I guess I'm staying in Seattle. I needed, yeah. I needed this. So I was like, okay, every again, the universe is lining it up for me and doing the whole magical thing. And until that point, it was truly like that. It was like I have an angel really looking out for me. Mm. I don't really have to worry about nothing. So, like, I mean, yeah, I, got, I struggle, but, like, it ends up working out.
1: But like, it's, like, a normal struggle. It's like, like, it's, like well, it's, like, a manageable struggle. Like, well, you <laughs> know, even when I
2: feel like it's not manageable... Yeah. Mm. It just finds some Something. lucky, yeah. whatever. I don't even know. But, all right, so, boom, they got me. They let me and my dog stay there. Oh, okay. You know, boom, and then... Mello? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So... What's up, Mello? I know, and, and pit bulls are usually, like, you know, tough. To, yeah, yeah. Like, so... But then the neighbors found out oh, no. that because their kids were playing with Melo. Oh,
1: no. And, and they
2: were like, oh, it's a pit bull. And then they told the landlord. And the landlord was like, yo, that dog got to go in 24 hours. Damn. So she was like, yo, I'm so sorry. like," uh, And then now I'm like, fuck, I don't have money to be, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm sleeping in my car, homeless, still no job. I'm coming from New York, so I'm like, man, I I I am better than, than and this is when the universe flipped everything on me and was teaching me lessons. Like, yeah, we you know, like, yeah, it can work out for you. Mm-hmm. But like, don't take it like don't take it for granted. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's almost like such a profound lesson that I that I learned because I went all the way down. I went first my mood went down. Then my I had to push my pride to the side. You know, like now I'm applying to like McDonald's and and there ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Nope. But like we all gotta eat. the way I, I cause I in New York I was working at the standard. I was I was on some dope shit. Like I I had it figured out. I mm-hmm. had you know, boom. But I came out here and I just couldn't find the rhythm and I ended up getting a job at like, well, before that. I just remember being in the car, mm. and hungry, and crammed with my dog in my little nook in the bed or whatever it is, you want to call it, and like just like playing with the idea of going back, just 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 killing myself. But oh. it was just pl- it was a like the just the thought process, you know, because it was like man, I'm a failure. Like, I thought I... Uh, how? Why would, Why did I get so arrogant? Mm. You know? Like, well, it was an awakening. Cause, and then, you know, once you play with the... I used to play with the idea and then it was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. So the reason why I thought about it is because it was like, well, at least it'll be mine. And I go out on my terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but... Then I thought about the people that love me, and that made me turn my head around. Smoked a little clip that I f- was blessed, like I found the littlest clip. You know what I'm saying? And I sparked that, and I played a song on my guitar on like two notes that just soothed my mind, and I had a conversation with God or whatever, myself, or just the, the higher being of me or the cosmos, I don't know. and. And it was just like, man, I literally just, it's the difference of when you hit rock bottom, it's either you end it Mm. or you keep it going. Mm. And it's that subtle decision of keeping it going that you realize, oh, I I have nothing, but now I have all the options. I can do anything, Mm. whatever. And it was like that. I got a job the next day. Then, Gags. yeah, really? yeah, it was just that 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 realization Crazy. that I needed. Okay, boom, got the job the next day. Uh, two weeks later, I got my first apartment ever as a man. You mm. know, so that well, it was an apartment. It was like a a room with all the apartment pieces. Not the car. It's, <laughs> it was not the car. It wasn't the car. It yeah, wasn't exactly. the car. I had a bed. I had a sofa. I had a microwave. Hey. I had the whole the whole thing. You know, and. uh and that was it like Mm. and and then that's when I was able to then start connecting with people again and music and I went to my first house party where I saw a grunge band playing at the house and I was like Yo, they got live music in a house party. Yeah. Never seen that in my life.
1: What? Oh well, I guess in New York you can't really do that, huh? Unless Never. you're like out of the city.
2: <laughs> Never <laughs> seen that in my life. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, Yo, yo, that's so dope. So I was just like mingling. I just was through the roughest time, so I had an energy True. that was stored. You Nu-wise. know, and now I'm yeah. like. Mm. Oh, man, it felt great. had a, my first drink in a long time. Sure. you know I was I was celebrating sure 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 and um and then I, I went out to smoke a cigarette and came back in and they were they were like 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 not playing but still had their instruments, yeah, and the mic was on the floor, and I just pick it up innocently and tap it and it's on and I'm like it was like that split road like. It's either you do it or you don't. Again, same, same thing. And it's like, I, I made a decision like, when there's an opportunity, I take it. Even right. if I don't feel ready, even if whatever the, if I feel like I'm gonna bomb it, no. You take that opportunity and learn from your mistakes if, if you make, if you f- fuck it up, fuck it up, mm-hmm. like whatever, mm-hmm. right? But At don't, least you did it. But you did it. Mm-hmm. And you can sleep that night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I tapped in, told the drummer, hey, can you play something? The bass, yo, you down? And they're like, well. Sure, you we know, here. You know, they whatever. <laughs> boom, they dropped something. But, that, you know, the whole time, nobody was really listening to them play. Yeah, yeah. And I kid you not, it was that moment that that moment was. Everything That movement changed my life because I close my eyes. I grab, I grab the mic close to my mouth and everybody's talking. And then it's like almost like a movie where the sound just goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I say what was on my chest off of that whole journey. The first line, say what I had to say, that first sentence. And everybody says, shh. You hear like the fork drop, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, like, <laughs> like, and every, and you just, and I felt everyone, and that was the moment, like, that moment was everything, like I, I, it was the perfect combination of like I don't give a fuck if you like it, if you hear me, if you, nope, I'm doing this for me, but I'm also, the balances of that with like, I still feel you. And I'm still with you, you know there's always that balance when 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 I perform, and I'm always striving for that moment, yeah, I can never achieve because I was the purest it it was no no cares, no i didn't it, it was like the perfect storm, and I'm always aiming for that. um I'm at a higher level of performance and everything, but like that was the purest like. Expression that I might ever have mm. that moment. And I ended up singing a song, and it was great. It was actually a really good song. Clad my eyes closed the whole time. And I remember the drummer was drunk and started slowing down and like breaking down. And it, like, I was so involved with the music that my body started falling apart. Like, I fell to the ground. And then somebody came, had my eyes closed the whole time, somebody came and rubbed my back and was like, okay. come on, you got this. I don't know if it was a real person or it was an angel or what, <laughs> like, you know, like somebody rubbed my back and was like, you got this, come on. And so I started like pushing the song forward and brought the hook back and everybody singing it and people were grabbing the mic to sing it. I had my eyes closed the whole time and people were singing it in the mic and it was like, wow. that." That day, I met my best friend, well, Torn Frost, the, the rapper, that night. Mm-hmm. That day changed my life. So if it wasn't for that day, I wouldn't be
1: doing none of this. like, Or not at least the way I'm doing it now. So here's what we're going to do, because yeah. this section is running a little long. We're just going to uh, fade into a song real quick. We're going to listen to Tito Puente. The song is Timon Bo." And we're gonna be right back. We're gonna talk more about performance and all these uh, things. We're gonna unpack all this and obviously the music. but, But let's listen to that now, and we'll be right back with more reposado.
0: MES, un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song MES, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song MES está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales.
1: Um, all right, and we're back. And then the second song that we heard there is by Alejo Durán. It's called Alicia Adorada. Uh, I would love it if you could tell us about these two songs again, about, about Tito Puente and about Alejo Durán.
2: So Tito Puente, man, that song specifically, that bass line, ooh, holds it down. And then Tito just does his thing. He, You're going to hear all different kinds of languages. He's speaking on that with all his drums and like, whew, it just... I love that we actually take that that hit that he does where it's like, bam, two, three, bam, yeah yeah
1: yeah, bam
2: bam, yeah ha! yeah yeah. So like we we put that in one of our tracks and actually the way we would used to call it is like, I would be like, rompe digi digi rompe pam pam rompe digi digi pam pam tito, and then and then uh-huh. they know that it's coming, you know sure, what I'm sure, saying? Sure. So like, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that song, super fire. And then, uh,
1: Alejo
2: Duran. actually, Tito Puente's um, song is is actually my daughter's favorite song. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, oh. We, we have dance parties all the time. Um, and Alejo, Alejo Duran, uh, Alicia, uh, I mean, that guy has roots in like with my family, like they played at the parties. Like, he's like what I would call the BB King. Of Vallenato. Okay. Where he's playing and singing and he's coming from that root, the roots. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he has like the most like uh I'm not very technical, but like singy voice, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, but he has one of my favorite voices. That when I sing, that's what I hope comes out. Like, I, I know that I'm not like uh technically singing though but i hope that i'm coming from that that root you know like i mean take a listen that that guy it, it it sounds like a place it sounds like a like he is singing for his people yeah 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 you know what i'm saying so like and his songs are very super well written and it just captures a, a culture, a community—it you know—it does the thing. So,
1: um, I want to go back to what you were talking about. Like again, this sort of like uh, really profound spiritual journey of like performance. Okay. Um, because I I have the impression that even before you were on a stage, you were a performer, um, and I mean, because I believe you, you your artistry started as a photographer and then uh, evolved into music. I, again, I'm curious about like. About that, from that pro- that transition from like photography into music. Okay. <clears throat> well,
2: my first art was dance. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Or even soccer. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And um,
1: if you do, if you know how, to, if, I mean, yeah. if you're fucking proficient, was, a
2: sport is an art. I was out there dancing, yo. Like, yeah. I did it for the love, and then it became a sport, and and that's where I kind of fell off. Okay, fair. And then I got into dancing. I was always into dancing, but I got really into dancing. Like I would dance in school, go home, dance by myself for two hours mm. every day. So I was a dancer, like for real. And But then photography was my first like legit, because, you know, after high school, it's like, oh, shit, well, I have to like do something Mm -hmm. i have to figure out what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life life, yeah like
1: god i hated that yeah it was horrible (laughs)
2: man it was such a pressure like what the fuck so man and then uh i had an awakening like i went back to when i was three years old and my mother like very casually said like oh man i wish i was I. I, she's an artist Mm -hmm. i wish i was an artist but Tita told me that There's no money in art And Mm -hmm. I just put it On the side And And that Canceled All potential For some reason Mm -hmm. It just like Clogged My Reality For that being A thing
1: Latino kids Know
2: that Very well (laughs) So So Then I was You know uh, What 19 And I smoked a little bud And my friend was like Oh you should be a designer Or something And then I was like Brought me back to that very moment. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to school for art. Period. Done. And I just felt like I had a long, a long time of catching up to all these other kids that Mm. knew they were artists their whole life. You know, that's just what it felt like. So I went to school to touch all the arts. I want to touch painting. I want to touch drawing. I want to touch design. I want to touch fashion. I want to touch it all. Just so I know where where do I want to be. And... There was a photography class and I took one lesson and then they were like, you need to buy a camera. And I was like, I'm out. (laughs) I'm like, yo. And then the camera fell into my lap. Uh, Again, another cosmic, at that time, it was like a a cosmic thing. It was like, I haven't talked to a friend for a year, calls me. She's like, hey, I I, I, I heard, you know, I, I had a feeling you might want my camera. I have an extra one. Some shit like that. Random, random, and I'm like, yeah. Camera in my hand. One month later, I'm a working photographer. Yes. Like first time in my life, it's like I'm making money off of this, and still living at home, so I'm not making enough. Sure, but, sure, sure. But but like, and it, and it's growing, and people are like trying to work with me, and it's like, holy shit, I'm doing something here, and then I leave. You know, I do that journey to San Diego and I do that whole thing. End up in Seattle and I'm like, I am done with... Because I just did like a spiritual journey. And I am done with just shooting models and Mm -hmm. doing that thing. So what do I want to do? I want to play music. So I'm going to take pictures of musicians Mm. so I can be around it, learn, Mm -hmm. make friends. And I did that. And I did that for like a year and and i took photos of acid tongue and that's one of the first bands i i shot oh wow yeah yeah it comes full
1: circle i mean you've been taking pictures all of freak out so i figured you you knew these people somehow yeah yeah that's how (laughs) that's how we
2: met and um he didn't know they didn't know i i want to play music or anything like that and and then uh yeah, I shot Delvon Lamar Organ Trio and now they're blowing up. It's yeah. Good for them, man. They're one of my favorite bands. And um, so then yeah, I made these connections and then and then I, I like built the courage to put myself out there. Sure. And then and then I made more friends and Evan McPherson, one of Seattle's guitarists, super dope, living in Austin now. He was a big like you know he he had a lot of clout like in Seattle. He knew everybody and he and everybody respected him and and he like kind of I don't know what he saw in me but he loved my artistry. Mm. He loved I think he 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 like he could tell something was going on with me. Before I I mean I knew my photography and my swag was on point but like <laughs> but he he was like, "Hey, come busk with me." You're, okay. you're getting into music, come, come play music with me. And I'm like, all right, man, Shoo whew, all right, let's do it. Now that's some
1: school shit. That's yeah, some real school. Let's go, let's <laughs> go. I
2: know, I'm like, all right, cool. And mind you, the reason why I got into music is because it's one of my biggest fears. And in this journey that I went on, I realized that fear is something that goes with you, when you die You will carry those fears into your next Or to your whatever Wherever you end up You're taking those fears The money don't come But I, I, I deeply believe that The fear will stay with you So it is my lifelong journey To overcome them Like mm. be in control Understand my fears And do my best to overcome them So speaking in front of people making myself vulnerable in front of people biggest fear one of them heights and that (laughs) and the spiritual world like i i feel like why am i not connected to the spiritual world and it freaks me out a little bit you know those are my biggest fears and so i knew that i had to put myself out there it was rough man it was yeah. It was awkward It was, it was It's scary Scary. Yeah. It was Uncomfortable And And I And I stuck with it For like Two years It was like Every time I went up there pe- Some people didn't even know Like once I started doing it People won't notice But I am Breaking down Inside Like Sure I'm pushing it And I'm going through I'm paying my dues As they say And I'm going out there And Evan invites me To busk with him At the bell tower In Ballard you know that corner where? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, uh huh. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
2: That was the sacred spot, and it was phenomenal. Like, it went so well. We had such a. He's like, yo, calm down. Like he could tell I was nervous. <laughs> he's like, yo, let's just play for beer money. Sure. Let's just aim for some beer. Yeah. That's it, bro. People gave us bottles. <laughs> they brought a twelve pack like twice. Um, nice. And then we had a community chilling. Like okay. We were out there holding it. We opened up a portal, man. It was like, wow. It was and then I realized like playing on the streets and that's how the tour began. Mm-hmm. I bought a van and I and my me and two other guys we toured the country. No goals, no prep, nothing. Just hit it, mm-hmm. show up do what we do figure it out and figure it out mm. and 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 it's beautiful to do it that way it is a you need to be with the right people sure but uh that is a beautiful thing and through that journey i learned the importance of rhythm and and what music does for the culture and the community and how it anchors people together and yeah that, that that's where comes from
1: I think yes. that that leads really well into what is basically my last question which is because we're nearing the end of the show um because again like you know the 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 this record that is out um it was like a first effort mm-hmm. and like you were still f- live. yeah exactly <laughs> and you were still figuring out who you were as a group mm-hmm. what's the artist's voice here and I think as you said, with this, with this tour, you were able to really polish that and like really hone it. Um, again, these two shows that I saw uh, at freak out were tight. I mean, it's this big band. It sounds fabulous. You clearly have uh, developed a stage presence that like, you know, you command that's, that's where the whole, like, maybe comparison to like a James Brown came mm. in. Cause it's like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's like all the call and response thing, but it's also like this kind of band leader um, you know, attitude. It's very, and it's very magnetic, which is the whole point. So, um, uh, I guess what's next? I, I, you know, you've, you've honed yourselves as performers. Um, I guess when can we hear new music or what are the plans for the future of Reposado?
2: So we plan on, hitting the studio January, probably like mid January or late January. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to go to a cabin, cool. hash some things out cool. and then go and then hit the studio. Um very similar approach to what we did in Puerto Rico. That's why the cabin, we need to go somewhere mm-hmm. like spend time with each other cuz you know, a big band, you it kind of sometimes just feels like we're working together all the time, but we all have the intention to it's a, it's a family, you know, like we we lean on each other and uh it it I feel like everyone in the group now it because the group changed a lot and some people came and left and it's still all good. It's just like it's very specific where we're coming from and I try to verbalize that as much as I can with everybody so that we're in we're in tune. Sure. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's not what you play is how you play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want like I, I I try to guide everyone to like. Less is more, I want to hear statements. I don't want to hear notes just to blah lay blah, blah blah blah. So the guys kind of hate me for saying, <laughs> "Hey, that's too jazzy, and okay. I know that's not technically correct, but like they understand what I'm saying, yeah, 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 and they they bust my balls all the time, but like we are we are see look the I feel like there's a lot of disconnection happening with people nowadays. I feel like we could be way more evolutionized in how we are connected. We don't need cell phones. like mm-hmm. We use them and that is causing us to not rely on our intuitive and our capabilities sure. pretty much. And I think that even with the music too, everything's becoming more digital and there's nothing wrong with that. There's still very a lot of use for that, but I think our role is to provide a raw experience Mm. to tap you into these ancestral rhythms, but also like a modern, I feel like I give a very New York attitude, Mm. like a modern presence. It feels fresh. It doesn't feel retro. Right. Um, But we are definitely playing tribute to, to all of that. And what to look forward to is, I mean, this album is gonna document the seven years. Cool. That w- that like led me. Jeez, it's been that long. Led me, and then uh, this band has been less than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but like, that was the final piece. You know, like I never recorded an album. Mm. That's what I need. I needed a band. I needed the guy. I needed the this crew. You know, and and we are looking for females. Just putting it out there because okay. we need some female vocalists and female artists because I mean too many guys is too many guys like, mm-hmm. you know um, but this album is going to capture my seven years and and also what these guys have to say because with their instruments like because I feel like collectively we all have our own stories yeah. um, and I'm excited I'm excited to finally finally do
1: that I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear it. Um, and I would love it if you could tell our listeners where they can follow Reposado on social media, uh, uh, digital platforms where they can listen to your music, buy your music, et cetera, et cetera, uh, so that they too can listen to these uh, upcoming tunes. Got you.
2: So please shoot us a follow on Instagram. It is tequila funk, one word. And uh, we are constantly posting... The speakeasies that we put together ourselves, and we hire all different kinds of artists to collaborate and share the experience with, and it's a very curated experience. Cool, dope stuff. Please check it out. Let us know what you think. Come, come for yourself.
1: Come dance. Yeah.
2: Oh man, that's a big part of our culture, Uh, you know. And you, everyone has permission to dance. Don't hold that back. Yeah. Please and uh for the music you know just go on youtube type in tequila funk poquito uh or you're on Bandcamp as well right that not not any of the new stuff that's the old stuff
1: well not yet you mean yeah but... not, <laughs> yet. not yet not yet
2: yeah 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 so we just got a new manager and he's tightening he's tightening everything up cool. you know
1: yeah amazing so. Well, I'll make sure to link to all that in the show notes to your listeners because I know it's a lot of info and I like to keep it easy for you all. Uh, again, I'll remind you that I'm Richard Viegas, and that this is Songmas and that my guest is JP from Reposado. Uh, and again, you can listen to this and our close to 400 episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms. That's Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, I should say. Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Deezer, SoundCloud, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, same with social media, everything at Song Mess, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you want to send us your new single, video, album, whatever, Music at gmail.com. I take my time, high volume. Uh, But I do get around to it. I promise Um, and again everything will be show uh, linked in the show notes Uh, We have one final song. This is obviously from Reposado uh, and it's called water for the soul Uh, What can you tell us about the song? So this
2: song was probably the most organic song we came up with this on the fly actually most of our songs just just came out Um, uh, we do we do a lot of jamming so this song we were in columbia city seattle and somebody was like yo like play some reposado yeah. and i'm like all right well you know what is you know what is reposado water for the soul we don't want to be associated too much with tequila or, sure. or mezcal or something like that even though we do partake you, you sure, know sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of where the name came from but yeah. that was my reservation for the name i was like yeah. uh I don't want to be associated too much with mm. that because we are what we like to call a celebration, not so much a party. Mm. You know, uh, although, you know, yeah. it happens. Sure. But uh, yeah, so Water for the Soul,
1: I hope you enjoy. Ooh, yeah. well, uh, and with that, I will say farewell. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Songmas. My guest is JP. The band is Reposado. The song is Water for the Soul. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you all next time.
0: Ciao! Fellas! Ba-boom. 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 One, two. Reposado! Yeah, ya tu sabes. Hey fellas, let's give these people what they need, man yeah. When you need some water for your soul Who's gonna fill your cup reposado? Reposado When you're feeling down and out Who's gonna lift you up? Reposado